This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. Well, here's a first. I've never interviewed a professional hockey player before. Until now, that is. 11 years in the NHL, MVP of the All-Star Game just a few years ago, which you're going to hear is quite the story of its own. Oh, and did I mention he's six foot eight, 260 pounds? More than anything, though, he's Catholic. A convert not more than a few years ago who's fallen in love with Jesus and the church and wants others to as well. I think... No, I know you're going to enjoy this, friends. Here's my conversation with John Scott. Hi, John. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Six foot eight, two sixty. You don't go down the basketball route. I'd think maybe you'd even consider the WWE route, but you don't. You, you play hockey, man. Were you the biggest guy in the league? I was a hair short of the of the biggest guy. I was six nine. I'm like six eight and three quarters. So I was close. I mean, close. I, how many fights would you say you got in? Um, hundreds throughout my career. <laughs> Over the course yeah. of eleven years, hundreds of fights. I mean, that's that's why you say that's why you were signed in in many cases to teams essentially to protect the teammates. Yeah, if if people aren't familiar with hockey, there is a certain tier of player who is a talent guy and they they need room to play and kind of showcase their talent and there's other players who their job is to protect them that was my job is to kind of make sure they have room and they're able to do and show their skills off now how how does that happen i mean do you go into a game saying all right this guy's going to come after us I, i i got him today yeah you you know going into a certain building who their other tough guys are and you know guys who it's their job to kind of get my top guys off their game. So I would kind of pinpoint those guys and have a chat with them early in the game and say, hey, listen, this isn't going to happen tonight. And if it does, then we'll we'll deal with it. And then we'll move on. And dealing with it usually meant we would fight. And then we would move on because I would usually win those fights. So it worked out well for me. <laughs> and you'd sit in the penalty box, right? I mean, you'd have to go. Uh, you know, yep. Essentially, did, did they ever kick you out of games? Oh, um, yes. Yeah, um, regretfully, it did happen where you, you kind of get kicked out sometimes. It's, it's up to the ref's discretion. He's the the disciplinarian in the whole situation. So if he thinks you warrant a suspension or something, they get kicked out. It, it happened. It wasn't very often, but it did happen sometimes. Is a protector like you on every team? Um, in the old days, yes. I, I would say they started to phase out that part of the game where they're trying to go to more European style with skill and fast skating and flowing games and high scoring and it's kind of moving away from the Canadian style of game of fighting and grinding and checking and that sort of game. So, but yeah, 10 years ago, every team had one, two, three guys who could kind of fight and hold their own. And, and you say that you weren't the fastest guy. In fact, you were pretty slow, um, but that that wasn't your job. I mean, you, you know, in today's game, would it be a little more difficult for you to play? Um, I just retired three years ago. So I, I, I kept up fairly well right until the end, but I think if I was 10 years younger, I would be fine. But, yeah, I'm getting close to 40 now where it would be impossible. Yeah, it's definitely suited for a guy who's 5'10", 5'11", and 160 pounds rather than 6'8", 260. So 
The game is skewed smaller and faster. It's unbelievable. Um, in 2016, you were the All-Star MVP, but you say that the league didn't want you even in that game. Yeah, it was a strange situation where the fans were voting in the captains for each division, and there was a blog guy up in Canada who thought it would be funny to vote in someone who didn't deserve to be there, who didn't belong, and they threw some names around, and my name just happened to pop into their head, and they ran with it, and it kind of gained a following, you know, social media these days where it just kind of clicks and everybody's on board, and I got voted into the All-Star game, and the league kind of pushed, and we had lots of conversations behind closed doors, and they were like, do you really want to go? And then finally they had me traded from Arizona from where I was to Montreal, and from Montreal, I got sent to the Miners, which is in St. John's, Newfoundland. So they were hoping in a roundabout way where I wouldn't go to the game. But I went, and I, I, I uh, did pretty well. We won the tournament. I won MVP, and it was all a great time. So it was, uh, it was a weird situation, a weird few months for me. I, let's get transition to your Catholic faith here, because yeah. your, your wife, um, it, she was always Catholic, correct? Yeah, she's cradle Catholic. Uh, and you weren't. You you really just didn't have much of a faith at all, um, you say. And, and uh, you know, you, you were interested in the Catholic faith, I think, when you first got married and you were in and out of RCIA. How, how, why not just go all the way in? I didn't have time. And honestly, I'm, I'm one of those people who, if I don't fully understand something, if I don't fully invest myself, I'm not going to do it. Sure. And that guy goes with everything, hockey, work, everything being a father, so there was a few opportunities where the priests were like, yeah, you went through the program, let's, let's finish this off, we'll baptize you. And that happened twice, and both times I just kind of stepped away, because it just didn't feel right. I didn't want to kind of go in and just not buy in totally, so I went through three CIA programs, and the last one was after I was retired. It fully clicked, right? I had the time to sit down and kind of go through the scripture, kind of go through all the traditions of the church, and it really clicked, and I really just bought in. I was like, this is like beautiful, I want in, and that's why it took me so long to kind of join the faith. I ain't pushing back on you. I'll let someone else do it, man. <laughs> six eight two six. Hey, you take your own path, all right, man. Yeah. Uh, but, but eventually, you did convert. When when was the year? It was two thousand seventeen. So it was Easter. after you retired. Yes, yes. Awesome, man. And you you did jump in. You've got five kids. Another one on the way. Five girls. Is it another girl? I, we are always gambling. We never know, so we'll, we'll find out in a month. I'll let you uh, know. I wonder if they, they'll play hockey. What's the, what's the one thing about your Catholic faith that you love the most? I love the, the tradition of it. I'm an engineer. I'm kind of an A-type personality, so I don't really have the, the feely senses that other people have, like, oh, I just love the Holy Spirit that comes upon me and this and that. I have never really experienced anything like that yet. So what I love about the faith now is I can... Okay, we're getting the Eucharist now. I can look back 2,000 years and say, okay, that's where it started. Or we're, we're anointing my daughter's getting confirmation next month, hopefully. And we go, okay, they're anointing the oil. We can go back, and that's where it started. Stuff like that where you can literally trace the lineage of every piece of Mass in the Church, and it, it lines up perfectly, whereas other religions and other faiths, it doesn't have that. So I just love that we have this foundation to rely on, and we have all these saints who kind of have carried the stories throughout the years. It just kind of clicks for me. I, that's the part that I love the most, the tradition of it. Was your wife your biggest influence, or was there a priest along the way? It was my wife initially, and she she was great. She introduced the faith to me and kind of held my hand along the way, but I had a really great priest. It was Father Jarvis. He 
led me through my final RCIA, and now we're really good friends. We have a podcast together, and he was kind of my rock, and he, he just helped me. He was my age, and I kind of related to him. He played hockey, and we would go and skate on the weekends, and then we would talk about scripture, and he'd teach me the RCIA and all this different stuff. So he was the one who really helped me through that transition period. You know, one of the things that I've just come into uh, read about you and, and listen to a few things on you uh, in preparation for this that I've, I've noticed, at least, is you don't wear this as a badge. You, you've really gone all in. You want you want it all. I mean, you, you're praying a rosary every day with your family. I mean, that that that's something right there that speaks to me. Yeah, I think it's important, especially for Catholics. We're, we're under attack daily, not from society, but from the devil, like, we are the last remaining people on this earth and who, who believe in Jesus. So it's important for us to kind of hold fast. And I'm not just going to get my toe in and say, oh, I'm going to go to church on Sundays. I don't think that does it. I think with all the negative stuff in this country, in this world right now, we have to fight. We have to be a rock for people to see, wow, those people are happy. Those people have faith. Like, we have to draw people to us. And, yeah, we do our daily rosary. I go to adoration hour once a week at four in the morning. We have devotions. We have our house and throne to the sacred heart. Like we, we try to do everything we can to protect us from the outside influences in my family, but also to draw people towards us to kind of hopefully evangelize as many people as we can. You still stay in touch with your old teammates? Um, I try, you know, hockey wasn't a very religious world. It was kind of a, a tale of two cities so to speak, where I would go home and I would go to Mass and this and that, and then I would go to the rink, and you would just see all this negative stuff. So I teach, in, I keep in touch with a handful of guys, but not as many as I would like. You still watch the game, though, I'm sure. Um, honestly, really? <laughs> I do my best, but it's just I was in that life for 30 years. Yeah. I just needed a break. So I, I watch the bigger games, the playoffs, but the day-to-day stuff, I... I I don't really care for it. What's next for John Scott? Um, I don't know. Like I said, I have another one on the way. I, I work engineering here in town part-time with a little engineering firm. And just trying to live my life. I'm actually happy. I'm, I'm more happier now than I was when I played hockey, which is remarkable when people hear that. But, you know, taking it day by day. It's, it's God's plan, really. I'm just kind of along for the ride. You got a website or something I can point to? Oh, yeah, it's johnscottallstar.com. How terrible is that website? <laughs> johnscottallstar.com. I love it, man. Uh, and check out your podcast. Where can they find that? Um, anywhere you find podcasts. Yeah, it's um, the good fight. Oh, gosh, the fight that matters. Excuse me. We tried to do the good fight, but everybody and their brother, apparently. <laughs> I still call it that, but it's the fight that matters. Yeah, with John the Scott. fight that matters podcast. John Scott, professional hockey player. And now... Husband and father, and I think that's the title that you probably like more than anything. Catholic husband and father. John, thank you so much for coming on, man. God bless you. You too. God bless. Thanks for having me on. All right. That's John Scott, everyone. So there you have it, friends. You know, I should have asked him how many of his real teeth he still has. And after an 11-year hockey career, I'll save that for the next interview. He's on fire, though, isn't he? And many converts I know are. How can you help it when you discover the truth of the gospel? Big thanks to John Scott, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, reminding your friends to take part in the show. Visit our website at yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Leonetti, signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.